0: FM, The Drive, presents the Behind the Song podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. If you drive down East Main Street in Champaign, Illinois, you will see a sign for the honorary name of the street, REO Speedwagon Way, which is fitting since the band got their start as college students at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign home of the Fighting Illini, and the home of REO Speedwagon. The band owe their formation to the fact that keyboardist and co-founder Neil Doty and drummer Alan Gratzer met, became friends, and started the band while both going to school at U of I in the late 60s. The band's name was inspired when Doty reported for a history of transportation class while at school. The professor had written, REO Speedwagon on the chalkboard, the subject of the day's lecture, a truck designed by automobile pioneer Ransom Eli Olds way back in the early 1900s, sort of a precursor to the trucks we see all over the roads today. Olds is the namesake of Oldsmobile Automobiles and was responsible for several firsts. He introduced the first stationary assembly line for automobile production, and in the house he built in Lansing, Michigan, he designed a turntable parking in the garage, So that he could drive in and park the car and then get out the next day without ever having to put it in reverse. And now Olds would have another credit to his name. Dodie and the rest of the band had been looking for a catchy name to call themselves. And it was decided that the words on the classroom chalkboard fit the bill. R.E.O. Speedwagon, the band, had a name. Their logo is in line with what you might find on a hood ornament, too. R.E.O. in the center circled by the words Speedwagon, with flying wings on either side. The band really slugged it out in the early days, going from first gigs at frat parties on campus to traveling around the region with their gear in borrowed station wagons to play bars. The band went through early lineup changes until they were somewhat solidified. Dodie, Gratzer, Gary Richrath, a player from Peoria who brought strength in songwriting and a fearsome lead guitar when he joined— Greg Philbin on bass, and singer Terry Luttrell. And it was in those bars and clubs that Ario built their loyal fan base, playing gig after gig through the Midwest until they finally caught the attention of Epic Records and were signed to the label in 1971. Their self-titled debut was released that year. Singer Terry Luttrell left the band to form another shortly afterward and was replaced by... Kevin Cronin, a singer from the Chicago suburb of Evanston. The band's second album was released, REO 2, but Cronin left the band after infighting during the recording sessions for their third album, Riding the Storm Out. He was replaced by Michael Brian Murphy, who stayed with the band for their next two albums before Cronin came back into the fold in 1976 and retook the reins as lead singer. Their sixth album, R.E.O., was released that same year. It's at this point we have to marvel at the band's tenacity. They had released an album every year and toured nonstop since being signed to Epic in 1971. They drew crowds on the road, but their albums were not exactly burning up the charts. It didn't matter to fans who packed their shows, but it did take some convincing to keep them signed to their record label— and it was at this point that further changes took place among the band's personnel. Greg Philbin was replaced on bass by Bruce Hall, a player from Champaign, and Rich Rath and Cronin took over the band's production together. They began to step away from their roots as a bar band and began creating music that was destined for a larger stage and a larger audience. The new incarnation of REO took a little more time to record their seventh album, bearing the unforgettable title of You Can Tune a Piano But You Can't Tune a Fish between 1977 and 1978 at Sound City and Record Plant Studios in Los Angeles and at Paragon Recording Studios in Chicago. It was released in March of 1978 and was the band's first album out of seven to reach the top 40 when it went to number 29. And let's take a moment to marvel at the cover art for that album. If you're listening to my voice and not watching the episode on YouTube, I'll describe it. The cover features a photo image of a tuna fish rising up from the bottom of the frame against a cerulean blue background. In its mouth is a tuning fork, the two-pronged metal tool designed to produce a fixed tone, a pure tone, and it's a very traditional source of creating a standard pitch for tuning musical instruments through its vibrations when you strike it. It's been used since the 1700s and is most often set to sound in the note of A. It's really a fascinating device, and every person who's ever played in a school band has seen one. But until this album was released, no one had ever seen one as an art installment, its prongs catching what appears to be the light of the sun as the handle is engulfed in the tuna fish's mouth. That bit of pop art was created by Tom Wilkes, an artist who you definitely know, even if you don't know his name. Among his other notable achievements, he designed the album art for the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967, as well as the album art for the Rolling Stones' Flowers and Beggars Banquet, Janis Joplin's Pearl Album, Neil Young's Harvest, George Harrison's All Things Must Pass and the Concert for Bangladesh. And he won a Grammy in 1974 for Best Recording Package for The Who's Tommy, performed by the London Symphony Orchestra and Choir. On the inside sleeve, you'll find in all caps the words, Sorry Charlie. That's a nod to Charlie the Tuna, the mascot of the Starkist Tuna brand. The term became ubiquitous during the height of Charlie the Tuna's marketing campaign, and the inclusion of those words on the sleeve add to the joke on the cover. It's like a precursor to the wry humor that would surface in rock bands of the 90s. Pork Soda by Primus features similarly oddball album art, and it also shares a common spirit with an album that came well before it, Captain Beefheart's Bizarro Trout Mask Replica from 1969. Either way, once you see the album art for you you can tune a piano, you don't easily forget it, which is, after all, the point of the thing. And that album opens up with a rocker written by Kevin Cronin. His rejoining the band caused him to pack up from Illinois to where the band had relocated in Los Angeles. And as he drove across the country, the lyrics of Roll With The Changes came to him. The title of the song itself was something that he and the rest of the band had certainly had to do over the course of the preceding years, with lineup and now location changes for the band. The story goes that he pulled over on the side of the road in his Ford Pinto and grabbed the first thing he could find to write on to put the lyrics down on in his car, which ended up being a crumpled up brown paper bag. And the lyrics start like this. As soon as you are able... Woman, I am willing to make the break that we're on the brink of. My cup is on the table. Our love is spilling, waiting here for you to take a drink of. So if you're tired of the same old story, turn some pages. I'll be here when you're ready to roll with the changes. These lyrics were relatable to the members of REO Speedwagon and to their fans when the album was released, and they also drive home to fans today struggling through daily life in 2020 and 2021 as we grapple the world over with the COVID-19 pandemic. When Cronin was driving across the country to rejoin his group back in the 70s, I'm sure he had no idea what would happen even five years in the future, much less over 40 years later. But Roll With The Changes is a rally cry for anyone who needs a song to fight through another day. And it continues. I knew what had to happen felt the tables turning, got me through my darkest hour. I heard the thunder clapping, felt the desert burning, until you poured on me like a sweet sun shower. So if you're tired of the same old story, turn some pages. I'll be here when you're ready to roll with the changes. And the song continues and fades with keep on rolling in the ooh-ooh-oohs repeated over and over. A vibrant and almost defiant message of positivity. Keep on your path and roll through whatever life throws at you. It is at its core a message of hope and a challenge to survive. And more than that, to thrive. And thrive is exactly what REO Speedwagon have done. You Can Tune a Piano, But You Can't Tune a Fish sold over 2 million copies on the strength of Roll With the Changes and Time For Me to Fly, which was featured in the TV show Ozark's third season in 2020 in an episode titled Kevin Cronin Was Here. Cronin and REO appeared in the episode, and the inclusion of Time For Me to Fly put the song into the top 40 in the Billboard digital chart when the episode came out. In 1980, when the band released their high-infidelity album, it was an even bigger hit, the biggest in the band's career, and went on to sell over 10 million albums. In all, REO have sold over 40 million albums. Not bad for a group of guys who started out at the University of Illinois. Their longevity and continued relevance is a testament to the spirit embodied in Roll With The Changes. At the end of the day, we can all take a lesson from REO. Listen to this song if you can while driving. There is a freedom in it that begs for the road. And perhaps you'll see your own future as you clip past the white lines painted on the arteries of America, like Kevin Cronin did all those years ago too. Turn it up and roll the windows down. Feel the wind and what is possible just up ahead if you roll with those changes. I'm Janda and this is been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for the music you hear on this podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Podcast One or stream for free at WDRV.com, Behind the Song or on the Drive app. Subscribe to the Behind the Song podcast on YouTube and see the video episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Jandelane Radio and on Twitter and TikTok at Jandelane. On the way, episodes about lyrics from more classic rock and roll.